This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Bald Move Television. We are here to cover all of TV and do our damnedest to do so. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm Jim. And I'm Cecily. And we have got a TV podcast for you. Cecily and I got the flea bag, bo- uh, flea bag bug bitten by the flea bag. We got a flea bit. The flea bug bit us <laughs> in our flea bags. And uh, we finished the whole series. It's, it's, it's not mm. as impressive as it sounds. It's, it's 12 30-minute episodes, 20-minute episodes. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to close that out. Um, Jim saw Dead to Me, and we all took a stab, haha, at the perfection uh, new horror film uh, evolving and revolving around two female protégés, cellist, ba- bassist, cello. Cellist. Uh, but I heard from Jack Black that if you turn that bass on this or that cello on its side, cello, you got to be fuck. I fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it Val- up. Val- uh, yeah, no, it's bassists and they're, they're they're they got they got some problems. Uh, let's talk about Fleabag first. Okay. So we all really like season two's premiere, and we decided to go back. So much we went back and watched the first season. Yeah, we watched the first season, and it like I thought like these were going to be like ten to twelve episodes, but there's only six, so we were able to finish it really easy, mm-hmm. and it filled in a lot of questions we had. But also like they kept a lot of you know the central question is what happened to her business partner. You know, her cafe business partner, because she was dead now, and that was kind of alluded to in the season two. And you kind of really don't find out a lot about it in season one until like the very last episode. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. Uh, the the cool thing about this show is that the fourth wall breaks are designed to make you feel like you're this woman's like best friend and co-conspirator. Like I've I've never seen a show kind of use that technique to this effect. Right. And then like the voice inside your head is a character outside that you're actually addressing. Yeah. And then so the season and two. And it makes the dialogue like move really fast, which is very quick paced. Yeah. And season two is all about her falling in love with this uh, very unavailable Roman Catholic priest mm-hmm. simultaneously reconnecting with her sister and kind of this, her sister's dissolving relationship with her pig of a husband um, but what they do with that... And also that, the success of her business. The success of her business. Um, and, and what they do with that point of view contact with us um, is, like, really astonishing. I don't want to spoil it, but, like, they got a scene that was so effective at the finale, which is the end of the series, it turns out, um, hmm. that it just stunned me. Like, I like I felt... Um, it I, I 
it simulated like a show like i felt like a show broke up with me is what happened <laughs> that's exactly what happened and it really is because this show has been like really funny um it also had some of the most socially awkward scenes where i literally was like watching with my like i couldn't believe that she's about to do what she's surely about to do and like oh shit yep she's doing it oh it's actually even worse than i thought it was going to be <laughs> I was like, really? I almost had to leave the room a couple times. It, if you, it hit me yeah, so hard. If you've ever seen, have you ever seen Young Adult, the no. Diablo Cody movie? Hmm. There is one scene in there that is the hardest thing to watch ever because it's got one of those social anxiety things, mm-hmm. and it's it's it rivals anything that I've seen in the Young Adult movie, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, but it's good. Because she, it, it always finds a human way to center her at the same yeah. time. Because if she's just like any character in Always Sunny, for instance, they're just kind of uh, flea bags, so to speak. But she's also got some human aspect. She apologizes. She suffers consequences. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, it keeps it grounded that way. Yeah, it's kind of like um, they show you how a person turns into a flea bag. You know, like what what like what all the different paths and like the things that go wrong and like when the right things happen at the low parts of their life then they can get and i felt like this whole series is kind of her feeling like she's a flea bag and that kind of became a self-fulfilling prophecy like of course i'm going to get in this situation and instead of like a normal person's reaction being like well i should avoid it i should run far away she's just like well yeah of course i'll put up a fight but Mm -hmm. obviously i'm going to do the wrong thing um, and like, like I said, like the, by the time the end of this the season is kind of like you're seeing a person at a healthy place, and that healthy place involves leaving us because obviously, if she continued to be a flea bag, there'd be no, there'd be no series left. Right. So it's like I felt like I'm her trashy party going friend, like like that does the drugs and alcohol and is a really bad <laughs> influence on her, and she's like just ghosting me. Yeah. And that's just a fuck. Like God damn that's a really cool effect um i was not i was not prepared for like just i don't know this is one of the best comedies i've seen in a a, a really long time this phoebe waller bridge is fucking amazing i've got to see killing eve now so uh, first and second season is six hours all together and that's all that's it yeah then yeah it's well time well spent i think oh yeah and the thing is is like i felt like because I'm, I'm really excited like the, i just felt like the first time i discovered like dan Harmon, where it's like i just feel like i this is a really unique way to look at comedy and now i'm kind of want to see like all like i want to find all of her podcasts i want to find i want to go through and watch killing eve i'm going to be following what projects she's working on in the future and Killing Eve, I think, it just is about to start or just started its second season. Mm-hmm. I thought it was much more along than that. Right. Because if something is in, like, the third season, I'm not going to go back and watch it. It's just too much <laughs> catching up to yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, the fact that she was the she's now canonically the one of the brains of the Millennium Falcon. Like, I feel like the, I want them to do something with that in Star oh, Wars yeah. 9. Like, get Phoebe Waller-Bridge to do some hilarious, weird, awkward shit with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Chewbacca, get weird with it. Lando. <laughs> Lando, yeah. Yeah. Hell, oh my God. They dug up Billy D. Williams. Make this happen. Yes. I will forgive everything <laughs> if I can get five minutes of Fleabag in Star Wars 9. <sighs> All right. So that's got a really high recommendation. Like, this is uh, how you imagine we'll make noise in the bald move, uh, bald movies, uh, or the, the, the baldies category for comedy this year. Um, Jim. Can you talk to us about your experiences with Dead to Me? What what, what platform is Dead to Me on? It's on Netflix. 
I should mention a, fee, a flea bag is a an Amazon Prime original, so yeah. I, I should delineate those. They got some strong stuff coming up here pretty soon, uh, or out currently. Amazon, yeah. yeah. That they're doing the new Picard series, uh, I think anyway, like CBS Amazon partnership thing, hmm. uh, and they're going to be doing the Expanse, which we're definitely going to be talking about. So looking forward to Amazon stuff. Uh, yeah, so Dead to Me is on Netflix. And it is starring Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, who you probably know from, you know, Married with Children and Freaks and Geeks, if you're about my age. The live action Scooby-Doo. No, you definitely don't want to know either of them from that. (laughs) Uh, Which which one was was Daphne? Uh, Linda Cardellini. Was she Daphne? She was, yeah. Yeah, she was Daphne. She's a really hot Daphne, too. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, they've they've sexied up Daphne in just about everything. She she could make a hot Velma, too. I mean... Velma's always oh, a stealth Oh, did I say Daphne? I meant Velma. Oh, she is? Velma, yeah. Oh. Sexy Velma. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, Daphne's the, the like, ginger of the... Yeah, um, she's, like, the conventionally yeah. attractive one that's probably boring. Right. Velma is the... <laughs> she probably is. Uh, but, yeah, so the whole premise of the show is that Christine Applegate had lost her husband in a car accident, a hit-and-run uh, car accident, and Linda Carlini. The gang's is... got to figure out what old man Jenkins <laughs> right. is up to. <laughs> and they pull Christina's face off, and she was the ghost all along. <laughs> uh, no, Linda Carlini is in this support group with her, um, kind of overcoming her own grief for her own thing. Uh, lies about some stuff, turns out to be maybe uh, lying about some important stuff. I don't know. By the end of the first episode, you get the feeling that maybe she was the one involved in the hit and run, but this is all like first episode stuff and trailer stuff frankly like they mm-hmm. they talk about how oh you've taken a criminal into your house and uh into the first episode sort of wants to insinuate that linda carlini is the one who ran over her husband uh i don't know where they're going from here i've only seen the first episode but i thought it was it was nice uh it was funny what's in, the mix on comedy to drama or terror side because it's comedy it, and drama mix but comedy and like a psychological thriller yeah it's I don't know because I've only seen one episode, but in that episode, it was probably split like 30% each. Really? Yeah. There was just a lot of stuff where you could tell something wasn't right about Linda. Uh, and I don't know the characters' names. I'm sorry. I've only seen one episode. But Judy. Judy? Is that Linda Carlini? Yeah. What's And Jen is Christine Applegate? I don't know. That sounds I right. I that one up. Uh, yeah. So you can tell something is off about Judy and... Um, they develop this friendship over the course of they they sort of bond over like uh is it family ties i i, I don't know i never watched the show that they are watching it's a little before my time so but, they watch old tv and drink wine spritzers uh-huh i assume yeah pretty much uh and bond over their shared grief uh and they they talk a lot about you know they just develop a friendship which feels really good over the course of this first episode but then you can tell they're going to go dark places with that and I'm kind of looking forward to watching the rest of it. It's only 10 episodes. They're about 30 minutes each. So, you know, five hours in total for this first season. Uh, and I think it's getting pretty high ratings, pretty high reviews. It feels like it'll be a one and done then, though, right? Like It could, yeah. Unless they do, they lose their mind and try to, like, stretch it like the killing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Or I guess it, it just depends whether... You know, I, I almost everything... Because, like, Fleabag could have been a one-season show, too. Um, it turned out to be two season and then done. Uh, I guess like if this became a show about Christina, 
um, Apple Gates just dealing with her grief, mm-hmm. you know, just like go do a t- season two without a person, you know, trying like the, the whole drama of trying to find your husband's killer. But but yeah, then you can you can sort of see an arc where like, oh, she's starting to come to terms with it. And then, oh, the truth is revealed. Right. Uh-huh. And then she has to she has to go through this whole grief cycle again. Yeah. Like then now with the new betrayal on her back. Right. Like you could see a definite season two where they could they could kind of retread a lot of this stuff and make it work. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth my time, my half hour that I put into it. You're going to finish it? Uh, it depends on what we've got coming up, but I think, yeah, it's it's going to be kind of a slower period for Bald Move here, so probably. Yeah. I'm also watching Deadwood, though, and I'm trying to plow through that, Damn. so mm-hmm. it might take a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Deadwood movie coming out next week. Holy yeah, thirty first. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to muscle through season three. You're muscling through the whole damn thing. <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I just finished season one last night. I don't know if I'm going to make it through the other two seasons because uh-huh. they're all twelve hour seasons. Right, they're real. They're whole ass seasons. They're full ass hours. Yeah, uh, none of this micro drama. No, nope. but they're they're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, okay, this leaves us to talk about one thing and one thing only, which is this new psychological horror thriller, uh, The Perfection, starring Allison Williams and Logan Browning. You probably will remember Allison Williams being uh, Marnie in Girls. She's also Peter Pan in the ill-fated NBC Peter Pan production. Yeah, the live one. That a live one she did, but she was, I think, very good in uh, God Get Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it also stars Logan Browning, who I thought was really good. I only saw the first few episodes of season one of uh, Dear White People, but I thought she was really amazing in that. Uh, and yeah, she's got a really interesting look that works for this type of uh, genre, I guess. Yeah. It's just like how startling her eyes are makes you think that she's going to be the villain or she's going to have some kind of secret in the first half of the movie. Yeah, both of these women are like just like particular type of like sculpted perfection that plays into this plot which is uh, there's this uh, music conservatory that takes in w- young girls that show a particular talent in classical instruments um, and like does it's almost like it feels like a like a, a gymnast academy where they just train you to the peak of, of perfection and like all of their protégés are very famous in the movie in the music world and uh, so it's it just a story about Allison Williams, who was like the, you know, the, the previous protege and her mother died of some slow, slow wasting disease. She had a she had a stroke that left her bedridden. Yeah. So she left the school to go tend after her for 
right. 10 to 15 years. Yeah, so, uh, some unspecified period of time. And then she returns, and now Logan Browning is kind of where she was. Um, and uh, they, they play her like there's like intense jealousy that she's got the career that she lost out on. Um, and then at that point in the plot, this movie goes crazy in about 17 different ways. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, I think this is... Are we doing spoilers? Not yet. Okay. Um, But I do want to go full-blown spoilers on this one. Um, This movie, I think, has got a very fun, trashy, sexy, but then make you feel bad about it. Uh, Like, like if this feels like Edgar Allan Poe's, like, cask of Amantio, Teatro, mixed up with, like, uh, fucking Showgirls. Um... It's 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 just just really. I had a very like Black Swan vibe. To yeah, me. it has a lot of black Black Swan because you don't know what things are happening or like clearly things fantastic things are happening, but you're not sure what. Um, so like this was the trailer uh, we talked about this when we watched it. It's like it very felt felt very much like um, the cure for wellness, where it's like all this crazy imagery and it's all unsettling and it's all very gross and it's very lushly shot and but it could be something amazing like the matrix you know that's the other trailer that made no fucking sense when you watched it but then the movie was amazing and it, or it could be cure for wellness which was kind of a pile of shit uh jim you got some strong feelings about this i hated this movie yeah oh spoilers I, from I here, actually spoilers from here on out this movie uh is okay. be, being very well reviewed i can talk but non-spoilery very... about what i hate about it for okay. a second oh, yeah okay let's do that uh then. the dialogue is awful this is a this is a very poorly written film and extremely poorly. It treats you like a child most of the time. Uh, yes. I, I, the, the scenes linger too long on a single beat, uh, scenes that should be about two minutes to explain what the hell is happening uh-huh. end up being 15 minutes of repeating dialogue. Yeah. Just over and over. And, and not, not escalating the scene fast enough. Uh-huh. Um, and just sort of leaving me to go, why am I seeing this for the 14th time? What 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 am extra am I getting out of these 10 plus minutes that you put into this scene that I couldn't have got out of the first two? The, the editing I thought was unconventional. I would say bad, but I'm going to say unconventional because I think they were trying cuz it seemed like that the 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 takes had an extra 2 or 3 seconds of padding like in just back and forth dialogue, which I think that's like kind of a plotting pace in a lot of these things. But I think they were trying to make it feel weird and artificial and constructed because from what happens later. But so like a lot of these things and it's still did. I don't know. There's still the dialogue. But the movie that's, has no confidence in my opinion. Like yeah. it does not have any faith in its audience to understand what the hell is happening. And so it resorts to what I view as cheap tricks in order. And, and they're not even tricks like just like laziness. Like, uh, well, yeah. I'm not sure if the audience understands that when this happened it meant this so let's let's take you through the entire let's take you through the 15 minute scenes that you saw before this the three of those and let's let's make sure that you totally understand every single piece of what went on here yeah in a way that just left me feeling like yeah i got this 10 minutes ago and now i'm watching something that is meant for children and it this fe- is definitely not a movie for children. It felt like like at the end of the sixth sense when like uh, M Night Shyamalan like goes back and like look at these scenes in a new light, aren't your mind blown? But like if he did that three times in the same movie, uh-huh. and the movie was not nearly as good and well constructed, and the dialogue was piss poor. Yeah, 
because you're because like I'm, I'm not sure if it's lack of confidence, but like there's this there's a, there's so many comparisons. I know um, Cecily and I were disagreeing about this on the ride over here, but I see so many parallels to Showgirls and that the dialogue and acting is very wooden and kind of stilted, and there's also this like pretension about something that's gleefully rolling in the gutter. Mm-hmm. Like like there's this like, you know, like, oh no, this isn't this isn't just some smut exploitation. This is this is a film. And that's the thing. I love that shit. Like I'm so surprised that you did because like I was just laughing and then sometimes cringe there was a there's a scene late in the movie that's like bone tomahawk levels hard to watch. Yeah, there's just some it felt like there was a couple of different directors maybe on this movie because there was that scene that you were talking about where maybe they let them ad lib a little bit too much and just let them work through the feelings that they were going to have richard shepherd but, is and, the director of this just movie. Uh, even made me laugh during that scene but then when i was rolling my i was laughing on, and rolling my eyes somehow huh. i think that's okay I, I, maybe you're I, well just here's, the, here's the thing it. i didn't stick with this movie i so i shut this movie off at the bus scene and i won't talk about that yet but i went back to it because i i told aaron like look I'm turning this thing off because I hate it so much. It's mm-hmm. garbage. If you get to the scene and you watch beyond it, I will try again to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so you text me back and you're like, yeah, okay, uh, it's it's good. I, I you know I'm having fun with it. It's trashy, but in a fun way. So I turned it back on. I got like 15 more minutes into the movie and I shut it off again because it's funny. Fucking is sucked. like. I had texted you that 30 seconds before the first thing that you said treat you like a child happened. Uh-huh. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I honestly don't know what the hell's going on with Jim. Whether he <laughs> he, he woke up on the cranky side of bed or what. Because like, I feel like this is the kind of schlock that he would love. Can we just talk so, about the, So uh, I literally I paused it. I sent the text and I hit play and 15 seconds later, it's like, oh. But <laughs> you didn't even get that far. I didn't get that far the first time because the dialogue is so fucking bad in the first scenes <laughs> when it when all of this movie feels pretentious and up its own ass. I, I, when we get to the section, I want you to talk about the di- the, the, the particular dialogue because it is pretty fucking hilarious, just completely out of context to hear. Well, like, I, I'm not even talking about that scene. Like the bus oh, yeah. scene is the one that you, I think you think yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. Well, no. We should just get into it now. Dude, yeah, yeah we any, should. Okay, so not, just oh. know that I didn't finish this fucking movie because I thought it was so fucking awful. Uh, a couple other things is that like be prepared that this movie has got rape and sexual violence and i don't know how i feel about this because ultimately like you know who wins the power struggle and how weird it gets like i don't know well that's where i turned it off because i'm like if they can't handle the stuff that i've already seen and now they're gonna go down the rape road i'm not gonna be satisfied not getting on that bus (laughs) no that that bus is full of vomit and shit and it's gonna roll off the road it's (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean you're not wrong i'm not saying you didn't make a (laughs) rational decision the thing is is like and I would actually feel bad about the way I feel about it, except for it seems like a, the consensus is, oh, yeah, this is like a really trashy, exploitative, but ultimately fun and kind of uh, some kind of revenge fantasy kind of thing. And so let's let's talk spoilers. It's, it's, it's 86% on the thermometer. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. T- wow. t- 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 tomato meter? Tomato meter. Yeah. Yeah. Thermometer. Take, take uh, the thermometer temperature. Which blew my mind, because you texted me that, and I was like, mm-hmm. that cannot be true. And I went and looked it up, and sure enough. It's actually been rising through the day, because when I looked at what it, it was like fuck? 82%. And, and I'm not talking and... about the audience score. I'm talking about the critic score. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel more akin, so I went, and then I read some reviews. Like, what the fuck did I miss here? And uh, I think I'd come down mostly on, like, the Guardian's review, which was basically, like, this. none of this hangs together. None of it 
quite make sense. I see what they're going for, but it's it's too bad to actually be good in a bad way. And it feels yeah, like three I, movies smashed together, and the yeah. the glue that sticks them together are the 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 rewind scenes. Yeah, and that's where it just fell off the wheels for me. Yeah, right? or the wheels fell off. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're like, but but I, I feel like the point of the movie is not to be. I don't know because here's the thing: I don't know whether they accidentally made some kind of avant-garde, crazy, you know, like Quentin Tarantino Kill Bill type sexual Kill Bill, or right. they were shooting for something that was like super high quality and they were so oblivious about what they were making that it's like accidentally that kind of like funny and good, but like. There, I, it does. It feels like um, a much more explicitly sexual instead of violent Kill Bill, but it's also super fucking violent too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does get to that in the end. Like there is this. Well, you, you, you the some of this. Like there's the scene. Like, it's not a very gory movie, but so there's that that one scene in the end. The yeah. final battle is is pretty gruesome. Yeah, because it turns it. Because that's the thing. Like when they do the final rewind. So where where did you stop watching the second time? Uh, as soon as they started, like uh, when it, when it transitioned back to her days in the academy and the They're rape explaining scenes the tattoo were, and the perfection and what her punishment was I, I didn't get that far as soon as it went back to her i was like no okay i'm done okay. with this because it was clear that they were going down the rape road and i'm like no this movie can't do that yeah yeah i don't think it can it but it does it did. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of surprised as many people like it as they do because i thought people would be more outraged at just like the the lurid nature of this material um that wasn't what got me it was just the way they were telling the story yeah, yeah so, so what they, was the di- so what so uh so i think all the dialogue in the beginning let's talk spoilers okay spoiler dem- demarcation here uh i guess go watch it if you want to uh-huh. uh the, the, all of the dialogue just came across as pretentious like over explainy mm-hmm. uh in the beginning like when she's trying to confess like oh you're my hero like I felt like there there's a better movie in here that is more subtle, mm. a movie that trusts its audience to understand what they're to pick up what they're putting down, uh, and all of this extra dialogue just made it so corny and so bad for me. Uh, mm. And then you get to the bus scene, and it's literally this girl standing in a bus screaming, "I have to shit for 15 minutes. I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna shit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> For 15 minutes. And also, like, if and I... It's the classic... I was laughing so hard because she's like, if I move, funny. I shit. If I move, I shit. She starts doing a little micro like, walk. Nobody, and... anyone ever talked about shitting? Oh, no. I, I guess Maya Rudolph did it in Bridesmaids where uh-huh. she just took a shit in the, she- in the street. In the street. Yeah. But it's just really funny. And it's especially funny to see women do it. Yeah, but yeah. It, that, that scene in Bridesmaids is amazing because it doesn't linger on it for 15 right. minutes. It's like, right. this oh, is... she's got, she's clearly has to shit. How's she going to get out of this situation? She goes in the street, doesn't get out of the situation, and just lives in her shame for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like... The thing that I hated about this scene is it just went on forever, and it wasn't escalating when I felt like it needed to escalate. Like, look, if you're going to tell this story about her getting bugs in her vomit, mm-hmm. tell the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Don't have her saying, I got a shit, I'm going to puke, I stopped the bus. There's a, there's a no-joke three-minute argument about stopping this bus. Mm-hmm. The driver is yelling at them later on, you have to get off my bus, get the fuck off my bus, I'm kicking you off this bus, and he's still driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't he pulled over at that I mean, point? I that's a good point because in the very beginning, they also did this really quick 
overheard conversation that explained like who she was, where she was, what she was doing mm-hmm. about the, the music and all of that. And then they just go to her going to Hong Kong, was it mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. join to look after her or find her music uh, tutors again. Thanks, Shanghai. Yeah. And yeah. then this this party, which feels strange because it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the music performance and then they have the part where they're running around and they go drink. And then there's another music performance that's impromptu, but everyone's there. That went on too long. And the intercuts with them the bus and scene went on and too fucking. Long. And... Yeah, I, mean, exactly. I like the intercutting scenes. Those those I thought were okay. This this, sh- this film's only n- barely 90 minutes long. Do you think they're actually trying to pad it out? Because I feel like... Yes, it's yes. Like, yeah. like the edit, I you, bet they did. You take this 10, 15... You take 10 minutes out of some of those scenes and like it's still... It, now I, it's, I was just arguing for her maybe spending more time with like the mom in the beginning or yeah. how she knew this woman maybe listening to her music. Something that establishes that. You take Why the, there? You fans. take the right 15 minutes out of this, and this feels like a very HBO type of Twilight Zone. Hmm. You know, hmm. because yeah. it's like, because like, I did think that there was interesting, because like the first I'm thinking I'm getting in some kind of like zombie, I'm on to okay, or I'm, I'm going to get some kind of two Americans stuck in a Chinese zombie fest. Yeah, yeah. Then they set it up as like a uh, a revenge tale that you're going to fall, uh, follow um, uh, whatever, I can't remember her, her name. Um, the second protege you're going you're going to follow her through um uh, logan brown you're going to follow her on her revenge tale as she gets revenge on allison williams and they flip it again to where like actually allison williams is a, a knew that she was inducted in this cult of sexual abuse and that that she would like internalize all that and couldn't break free so like this is her weird way of like breaking Protecting her out her? But yeah they, don't they do all of those flip-flops in the span of like one minute yeah it's part of the rewind thing and mm-hmm. then you you're led to believe that logan browning is this like i ah, have no sale i'm still in the brainwash cult and then they then team up to take everything to like you know take everything down it turns out that logan browning has poisoned them all and mm-hmm. then they they have this elaborate knife fight with this guy and it's like fucking again it's it's off the charts gruesome uh, but the final scene, that's why it feels like very much like a, like a very adult black mirror where they've amputated the maestro's a- arms and legs off and he's just a stump with no eye. He, it's like a princess bride. They okay. played him through the pain. He's got no mouth, no nose. Well, I guess he's got a nose. No <laughs> eyes. He's just got his perfect ears left, and they play a joint concert, like uh, Allison Williams doing the fingering, or, yeah, the fingering, and then uh, uh, um, uh, Logan Browning's doing the bow work. And then like, but I'm like the other way around. Okay, but why would they, if they win and they, why would they stick around at that place to play? Maybe that they're going to start instructing the little girls. But like, how the the, the end of the movie just felt like fantasy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or maybe it was just that one thing. No, mm-hmm. it can't be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, I wish that like it ended with Allison Williams and Logan Browning like burning the place down, pulling the fire alarms, helping all the girls escape, and then it's just like you know. The, the the place dies within i don't know maybe they could start a studio again and do it the right way right but yeah, it's it feels like they took some of those that subject matter like suicide and mm-hmm. the death of a fan or family member and a sexual assault and rape and they were just mm-hmm. kind of like juggling them around but it also feels like this is a this somewhat of a reaction to like the um the u.s gymnast scandal where this fucking physical huh. trainer has like you know sexually abused literally hundreds of our nation's athletes and and over decades, 
Right, and you could tell from this, and this it's like, movie like, when she was walking past the photos on the wall and the yeah. black and white ones that it's yeah. been going on for yeah, yeah, yeah. a long time. Well, they, they even said it's multi-generational. Like, these guys were the male students of their fathers and grandfathers who perpetuated this abuse on them. But it's like an interesting kind of like, it's super lurid, but it's like designed to get people to, because like, okay, if you have a young, talented woman that you're going to trust into adults for like special education, like you, I think in this day and age, you have to like think about this because you have you can't just like sign away your rights and let these people abuse your children anyway as long as they get the results um i don't know maybe they're they're going for that because that's the that's the one kind of real rip from the headlines part of this as it turns out that a lot of these types of situations like when a, a model gets taken in by a modeling agency or a young actress or actor gets taken in by uh, and they get abused by like these famous Hollywood producers, and there's the. It's just like this is like a super duper charged version of that as a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. So like if young women today see this, and then they're in a position of a mother signing over the rights to their talented child, they'll be like, "Hey, where's your acoustically perfect rape room? I know you got one." I feel like if this movie was going for that, they would have literally told you. They would have had a character <laughs> it explained to you. Yeah. It would have rewound. Because that's where the movie lost me again uh, was the rewind scene. They don't – look, when Allison Williams pulls out that cleaver, I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly yes, what's up. She's the, drugged the entire yeah. time. Those were not ibuprofen. Mm, she nope. clearly wants her to chop her hand off I because she's jealous. I knew every fucking mm-hmm. detail, like down to the detail. Mm-hmm. And yet I had to watch it over a three-minute sequence that wanted to show me – Every single detail of that whole thing. This was her mother's medicine. Uh, these weren't actually ibuprofen. Oh, causes nausea, causes hallucinations. Oh, really? oh increases with alcohol consumption. Oh, yeah. wow. oh, oh. here it, it jingle the two bottles again. Oh, really? Yeah. There was no bugs in the vomit. Holy shit, mind blower. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck, man? It treats you like a yeah. child. I think do you just, so. You think Richard Shepard, the director, like his the thing he hates the most is simple-minded BuzzFeed articles where they're like, the 12 things you didn't, you missed when you watched The Perfection. He's like, God damn it, I'm not giving those people a... They're not getting any fucking clicks. (laughs) I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it all for them because that's essentially what those are. It's Mm -hmm. like, when, you know, her mother, like, I... And it's so sad, too, because, uh... So when the, uh, Allison wanna, Williams is that her name? Yeah, from from Get Out. Uh, yeah. She does a great job in that moment uh-huh. to totally turn everything on its head. That performance is perfect. It says everything it needs to say. Yeah, when she says you I know got what it you in need an to do, instant. and she pulls out the cleaver. Like that's when you realize what happened. Yeah. And the rewind fucks it up so bad. Completely mm-hmm. fucks it up. But I feel like it's part of its garbage aesthetic, man. Like it's, <laughs> you're, you're right, which is why I hate it. It's got this kind of like uh, I don't know post something post uh post intellectualism <laughs> it, it's 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 told in the in, with the language oh, of an art God. house film but it's written by like like some kind of gutter trash writer i don't know <laughs> right Hashtag yeah i mean i culture. look at this compared to uh what was that jake gyllenhaal art art movie we velvet just saw Buzzsaw. yes velvet the, Buzzsaw, I, yes which i enjoyed 10 times as much because yeah. it didn't do shit like this it you didn't, know? yeah it didn't it was you. pretentious there was a lot of pretension and there was a lot of dialogue that i felt was you know really stilted but a lot places. of that but it was you're supposed to think it's exactly yes that, that's the point these characters are fucking pretentious this never felt like i'm supposed to think these characters are pretentious it just felt like the person writing it said, oh, well, this whole setting is pretentious, so let's make this dialogue just really stilted. Yeah. 
I mean, the thing is, is that it got like gen like a genuine emotional reaction on me on two separate occasions. Where like the one time, like Cecily almost threw her fucking laptop across. <laughs> like she just like just like she, she just like she just had this physical like, oh my god, the fucking and those don't come along. I mean, she puts her hand up to defend herself. And they drive a scalpel right into a no, form. No, it's a kitchen and, like, knife. Drags like a, it down. Yeah, yeah, just like mm, slits fuck. them like yeah. completely along the radius of ulna. It's just That's like no the good. Fucking worse. Also, man. I knew this was going to be bad. I, I should have known. As soon as I saw uh, Allison Williams go up and hug her old mentor, not with the typical hug where you would put your arms facing yourself, right, to actually mm. hug mm. them and show affection, mm. she turns her wrist around so that you can see the scars. The fact that she's tried to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like. Come on! Surely there's a better shot to get that information across. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's than so to like, have her unnaturally twist her body to show. Right, but also <sighs> they showed that like they told their mother died like six months ago, and then I'm, I did the mental math, and I'm like, they also showed her head being shaved. I'm like, what is? How the hell has she got long hair? And look like looks like those suicide yeah. scars are pretty vivid. And it turns out she's wearing a wig, so it's mm-hmm. like whoop de doo. But I don't. Un- yeah, there's just a lot of. I, 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 so I, I keep. I'm trying to make excuses for the film because, again, it's it's highly reviewed, and I did laugh and I did gasp. Um, I, I wonder if some of this is just to add the sense of unreality, so the bug shit lands. But the, I mean, I, those those rewinds are just indefensible. They shouldn't be in there. Right. And right. like this could have been like a 65 minute, yeah. very mature Twilight Zone uh, on HBO, but instead it's a little bit of a bloated, sprawling. But it, the other thing is, it's very shocking. It's very intense, and it keeps you guessing the whole time. Which are, it, I don't know. It it does like some big picture stuff really well, but the nuts and bolts are really bad. Like the editing, the just the, the scene selection itself, uh, the decision to do the rewinds. Just I don't know. Yeah. Whatever happened to the guy who started throwing up at the concert hall during the party? So uh, <laughs> he was being poisoned by his his wife, who he was cheating on. Yeah, uh, being uh, give, given the same pills, I assume. And, okay. Uh, so well, he was seeing spiders and bugs and maggots. And I, I wonder if, like, because like, because that's the thing is, like, I I wonder if Allison Williams went there with the intention of doing this thing the whole time, or it's like that gave her the idea. I, I thought it was a red herring. I, I thought it was supposed to make you think that when. Uh, Browning gets sick that she is a, she is affected by this disease whatever but that fit like all the other virus. things Allison Williams manufactured herself like she put the suggestion right. of the bugs and did all that stuff mm-hmm. but like yeah. this like the real the thing that sold it was the fact that this other guy got sick and that there was people talking yeah. about this, this Hunan flu right that's, that's going around this lethal type of flu it's like without that would any of that worked but and, she would have had to have her mother's medication on her yeah true true uh, which is a hard sell to me coming to a foreign country. What are you going to pack? Oh, my mother's psychotic medication yeah. or, or anti-convulsion medication, whatever the fuck she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pack that in my suitcase, not knowing what my plan is. So that's so it's just a fortuitous. I think it's red. I think it's just to throw the audience off the huh. scent of hmm. Allison. Yeah, that's the something. thing. That's the first thing that I like. I find well, other than the flash backwards, is like that's super indefensible because that's feels like cheating unless i guess you know yeah. i guess well, like, i the think guy this movie is shit so i think each, i think <laughs> no, they're no, cheating in this that, movie that's a kaiser soze the wig thing in the short hair that's a kaiser soze type mm-hmm. of cheat lie mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know the movie does float between like reality and like dreamlike and then like i said the ending i don't know if that ending is literal i don't know if it's because it's like if it's literal 
holy shit, there's tons of questions about I have about what's actually going to end up happening to those girls. And mm-hmm. maybe that's the point that, like, there's fucked up beyond repair. They, how, how does the movie end other than sewing this guy's butthole to his that's own it. mouth? That's it. Like, they're perf- they're giving him the perfect performance, but oh, okay. and all that's left is his ears to hear. But he's got, like, a feeding tube, and, a, the, the idea, and he's yeah, in and a diaper. And the idea is, like, he just sits in this velvet cushion and they play these perfect concerts for him and all he can do is enjoy the music is Other- that is that torturous to him because right, I mean, it seems didn't... like exactly what he wants yeah. yeah i mean yeah like i mean having your arms and legs lopped off and being blinded and all and not be able to taste food anymore so like so i do think it's torture to be like oh this is the one thing that you are achieving well you're going to get it every night but you don't get anything else i would i would think they would but he's leave, crazy too. Leave all of his faculties except for his hearing, yeah. and then play beautiful concerts in front of him that he can't hear. Well, but the thing is, is also like the other thing that the, 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 I, I, that one actually makes sense yeah. now that we've yeah. walked it through because they they are like you said they're fucked up, up beyond repair, and now all they can do is play this perfect music if they do it together. All he has a choice to do is to listen to it. Well, but also, it's very is, much like a Clockwork Orange, where yeah. they, you know, they strap him down and just make him watch all mm-hmm. this horrible, violent stuff. But he's it's also like, a product of the same. Like he's as cra- he's crazy like they are. So it felt that's the thing is like the the cruel revenge felt. I don't, but I, you know, like it's they're that's fine. They can do whatever they want. Like they're entitled to it. I'm just thinking like that. Perfection like, too is going to be about like his what you revenge what you story. need to do is go back oh, to boy. the grandpa that started this, uh, dig him out of the grave and kill him. But this guy just needs he's dig he's, him out of the grave to kill him. Well, yeah, I was just <laughs> yeah, making, you know. yeah, because okay. like that's the thing is like like torturing this guy to death is just like he's a victim too. Um, I don't know. Like it almost like you got to put him down like a mad dog. But like yeah, uh, but again, the ending. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to take literally or seriously, or it's just like a sick like look how fucked up and human centipede this shit is, man. You seen Tusk? It's like Tusk only with music. Or like, that movie about the carnival. <laughs> one of us. One oh of yeah, yeah. Us. The freaks. Yeah, freaks. Freaks. That's and exactly geeks. what he looked like. Bringing it back to Linda Car- Cardinelli. I didn't say that name right, did I? Cardellini. Mm-hmm. Cardellini, yeah. Uh, yeah. Too many too many syllables. Uh, what else do we want to talk about this? The Perfection. Nothing. But Go it's called ahead. The Perfection, Jim. How can it not be 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> well, it isn't. At least 14% of people agree with me. Uh, so next week, we'll be back. What When is the 31st? Because um, I know that Deadwood comes next out. Next Friday. So we might not be able to t- talk about Deadwood on the Friday podcast. Um Maybe. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. But I know that's the big kind of TV event that's coming out uh, next week. And, of course, we'll have to look at all the trailers and stuff on Monday to see what we'll be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, Bald Movies. If you'd like to send in feedback, uh, TV at, bald move, uh, at baldmove.com. Also, we're doing a standalone episode in this year feed for the Chernobyl each week. I'm sure you guys are already aware of that. Um, but if you're not watching it, it's I think it's kind of the best thing on television right now. It's great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we're having a lot of fun with that, and we're actually doing some feedback for that. So TV at baldmove.com. We'll be back next week for more Bald Move TV. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. And I'm Cecily. Have a great weekend.